Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we round out the show today, obviously we're continuing to keep our eye on what's happening on the House of Representatives and the move for a speaker. They have currently adjourned until 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. here in the state of Utah. And I know from my sources that there are four members of the Freedom Caucus uh, that are meeting behind closed doors with Kevin McCarthy and three or four of his key allies in the House to see if they can't get something down on paper that might get them to that magic 218 number. And so you remember that Kevin McCarthy only has four votes to play with. Uh, If five members of the Republican caucus vote for someone other than Kevin McCarthy, then we're still stuck. Uh, So it's a very, very fine line that they're uh, trying to navigate there. But there are some talks happening. uh, And most people, people feel like there is some progress being made. Uh, in terms of getting that done. So we'll keep our eye on that. Stay tuned to KSL News Radio throughout the afternoon and evening. Uh, Jeff Kaplan will uh, keep you up to date on all of that uh, during your drive home and into the evening hours uh, tonight. If you missed our last segment, we had the uh, ambassador to Turkey. Uh, Jeff Flake was online with us for a couple of segments, giving us some great perspective about what's going on there. And I want to close out today uh, and just give you a little tease. We're going to get into this tomorrow in a little more detail. Uh, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska uh, ha- is uh, going to be leaving the United States Senate. He has taken the position to be the president of the University of Florida. Uh, had an opportunity to spend some time with him uh, just before the uh, Christmas break. And he gave his final speech on the floor of the United States Senate uh, yesterday. And uh, there were some just some incredible moments there. He's a great thinker. He's also one of those who thinks in paragraphs. Uh, he's a, an amazing thinker that way. And, of course, we often uh, joke and refer to him as the man who coined the term performative jackassery uh, in describing many of his colleagues who are more interested in clicks and likes and uh, moments of sound bites on cable TV than they are about actually governing. Uh, he's one of the people who understands the Senate, the role of the Senate, uh, as well as anyone. And he is saying farewell to the United States Senate. He delivered that speech yesterday. And in doing so, he laid out some important principles. For you, for me, for elected officials, and for the country. Uh, We're going to cover this speech in depth tomorrow. But before we wrap up today, I just wanted to preview some of the insights today uh, and get you excited and ready to listen to some of these things as we move uh, tomorrow on Inside Sources. So uh, First Senator Sass explains that there are real reasons why Americans are worried about the direction of the country and political zealots 
are jumping on that. There are legitimate big reasons that people are worried. Fatherlessness, the epidemic of opioids, the deaths of despair, the loss of community, the foreign policy humiliations, the ugly inflation. It feels like we're inundated with terrible news. And at a time when folks feel so disoriented, when the future seems obscure, when danger seems to be signaled from every direction, it's not surprising that false prophets of power would suggest that the only answer is more centralized power. I alone can fix it. Senator Sass, those are some great lines in there, by the way. Uh, These false prophets of power suggest the only answer is centralized power. One of the things we've been talking about in this race for the speakership is the reason we haven't had any debate over who the next speaker will be in a hundred years is that very same reason that these false prophets of power suggest the only answer is centralized power. And that applies to both Republicans and Democrats. They convince each other, they convince their colleagues, they convince their constituents back home that it's centralized power that is the solution. Uh, And it is the problem. In a significant way, Senator Sass says that the zealots on the left and the zealots on the right are actually telling the same story. We seem to be on a foolhardy path of trading the vigor of civic pluralism and consensus building with the disease of my way or the highway political zealotry. But we get distracted by the differing flavors of the zealotry. We get captivated by the declining brands, Republican and Democrat. And we regularly think that the problem in the city might actually be that the policy divides are taken so seriously that the deep divide is red jersey screaming versus blue jersey screaming. That would be a mistake. It would be to misdiagnose what is actually happening in our time. For the prophets of despair, both right and left, are actually telling Americans a really similar story. So what is the story? What is the story that these zealots on the left and these zealots on the right are actually telling the American people that actually rhyme or at least sound pretty doggone similar? And the story is this. We're weak. Whether they stand on my side of the aisle or the other side of the aisle as they yell, the political addicts who prize short-term power over long-term dignity and liberty are the ones who now dominate the nation's conversation. And their story is roughly symmetrical. You're getting victimized by the other team. The things that are wrong are coming from the politicians on the other side. The nation is in decline. Give us more power, for we alone can fix it. But these politicians don't understand the American people. Ben Sass says that he believes that, and I think he's right. Yes, it's true. It's hard to look away from the addictive horror of a 24-hour news cycle. Rubbernecking is deep inside all humans. But what the zealots preaching Jeremiads of doom and decline don't understand, either about America's history or about Americans' preferences, is that despite some of the pessimism of our uncertain, technologically disrupted moment, Americans are fundamentally grateful to be here in the greatest nation the world has ever known. We are optimists by the miracle of our birthplace. We know that politics won't save us, but that doesn't mean that we're hopeless. It just means that we know what's best about America comes from outside the centers of power. So we are optimists. That's that's it. And we understand that that optimism comes not because of what's happening in our nation's capital in the marbled walls of Congress, 
It's what's happening at home. It's what's happening around kitchen tables. It's what's happening in your community tonight. It's what's happening at whoever's coaching your daughter's Little League basketball game tonight. Uh, it's what's going on at a community center. That's, that's what gives us that hope and optimism. And when we lose that as Americans, then we've lost everything. And this addiction to the 24-hour news cycle, as Senator Stass said, uh, constantly rubbernecking, uh, looking at the train wrecks that are happening in our nation's capital, it just slows us down on the journey. Senator Sass gave three reasons for the American people to have hope in the future. We need to regain our bearings and to recall our original construction and our architecture. We need Americans to be confident about self-governance for men and women who've been given a republic to hold. We need to be able to see clearly the three immense and enduring reasons for our hope. The Constitution, our institutions, and most fundamentally, the people themselves. Those are some reasons for hope. It's why I can be very pessimistic about our politics, uh, but I've never been more bullish about the future of the nation. And I agree with Senator Sass, those reasons for hope, those reasons to be bullish on the future of the country. Remember, it doesn't rely on who's elected to be Speaker of the House. It's the Constitution. It's our institutions, especially those institutions of civil society and the people, the people of the United States that make it all happen, that make it all work, that make it all great. Yes, flaws challenges to overcome, things to do better, no question about it. But we, the people, can actually get it done. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.